0: Yo, 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 we back again, my friends. It's the Family on the Mission podcast. Yes, indeed. And today, we got a special guest. I'm talking about entrepreneur shit. I'm talking about he the one that got me motivated to doing my thing, man. It's my motherfucking homie, man. So let me go ahead and enter him in this joint, and y'all give him a cold welcome. You know what I'm saying? Dino the Benvino, what's going on, bro? What's happening? Oh, man, you know, I'm good, man. I'm blessed and highly favored, man. How you feeling today? Likewise, man. You said the magic word. Blessed. That's right. Stay blessed, baby. Stay blessed up. So, yeah, man, today, man, we're going to be talking about how you get in the game of the T-shirt business. Because, man, you motivated me, man. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was pressing up shirts. I was getting all kind of stuff. But, you know, but the first time I seen it doing it. I was in Chicago in Rosen, and I seen people doing it. And uh, I used to go all the way to Chicago to get my shirts. But then when I moved to Minnesota, I met you, and I was like, damn, bro, you really do it? I could do this, man. You know what I'm saying? So you really motivated me. So tell me who motivated you.
1: Um, What motivated me, man, was basically, you know, looking at every other person uh, clothing line, man, just w- looking at studying Fubu, studying Rockaware, and just all of that different stuff. And every time I went and bought that stuff and spent big money on it, I was always thinking, man, I can create stuff that's comparable. So, you know, uh, I just had a, a, a idea, man. I made a little money working at my job at Comcast, man. And, and I just, your, your, your vision expands when you start making money. And I start thinking about ways I can, you know, create my own wealth, my own business. And it just dawned on me, man. I started looking for machines that I can come up with something that I hadn't seen before. And so I just bought uh, machines to to move with the brand that I came up, with, which was with, with, which was haterproof, man. Mm. When I got that that vision in my heart, I was like, man, I'm now I just got to implement it. So haterproof the vision, and then just you know being in a position to invest. And I was like, let me go get the machine. So uh, it started with, with with what I felt like God sent me.
0: Mm, that's what's up, that's what's up. So for the people that don't know, man, what do hater proof stand for, what H-A-P stand for?
1: Well, you know, what we understand, man, is that haters is infinite. They never gonna stop hating. The the, the energy of hate is never gonna stop no matter what, whether you rocking with it or not. And I just choose to be on the opposite spectrum of hating, and I go with with God, man. So there's a spiritual energy that's involved with this. Uh, An hates is like this, so it's H A P. The eight is infinite. Hate is always going to be there, and so is the love I got for people. And then I'm just always ole to the bullshit, man. I'm out the way. If you come in with some negative energy, if you come in, if you talking negative, if you talking about losing, if you demotivated, if you ain't, if you ain't up to nothing, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ole like a matador, so I stay out the way of people, man. So I'm just H A P. I'm hate proof, um, and I'm. A, it's all about positive energy, motivation. And God man
0: man again man non-productive brothers are enemies you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying we don't man, we ain't rocking with them you know what I'm saying so if they want to slow us down man, we got we can't we can't hold them we can't let them hold us back so yeah I feel you on that man and you know um man I appreciate you coming on the podcast man but man let's get it Real, real deep. You know, yeah, it's all love. Anything in
1: the world you want to know, man. My vibe, my energy, how I'm feeling,
0: I'm sharing. Now I know you got a little spot. You had a little spot over on um, 38th in Chicago, in Minnesota, right? Yes, sir. And um, a couple, a couple months back, man, some big shit went down over there with George Floyd, and that was like right on your doorstep. And that was crazy to me because, you know, I used to be over there rocking with you and I moved to Florida. And when I seen that shit happen, I said, God damn, first thing kind of in my head was you, man. And um, and uh, thank God that she was he was he was gone from about there. You like, yeah, man, God told me to get up out of there. So I was like, man, bro, because I first thing I thought about was you, man. And I'm like, yo, this, this, this shit is crazy, man. So how did that affect your business when all that shit went down? Well, first of all, it was one of those uh
1: energies that you feel, man. I was over there for nine years, uh, in about four months. So my 10th year anniversary was coming up. Um, but it was just there was a really eerie feeling over there on the block, man, from you know, my neighbors to, you know, the community, the guys to it's just it was a funny vibe. And, you know, I was I was dealing with it and I'm used to overcoming. But at this point, man, I had a uh, it felt spiritual because my son, he, he he looked at a situation that we was in. A uh, guy came in, frustrated, talking crazy and acting tough. And my dad, after he left, after everything subsided, my son was like, "Dad, it's not safe here." And I was just like, "And he was only twelve years old, so I'm sitting here like, it's not for a kid to say that." That's that's when I felt like it was time to leave. So I decided to to mount my 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 departure. And uh, it, that took three months because I had been there for so long. You know, I had the studio, I had it all. I had the clothes. And so, um, man, I just I just went on ahead and, and pulled up the states, man, and decided to go home. My son was struggling at home also because as an entrepreneur, you know, you'd be all into your work. I was working 12 to 16 hour days and I'm raising my kids by myself as a single parent, mm-hmm. leaving them at home, getting out of there and coming home at eight o'clock at night. That's, that wasn't healthy for them. Uh, overall, So if we're going to be family on a mission, we got to make sure we're taking care of family despite the money mission. So uh, I went home to basically deal with that. And uh, as soon as I got there, shortly thereafter, coronavirus hit, man. It wasn't very long. Um, I left in like September, October. And by January, coronavirus hit, man. And it was, it was crazy because it was almost like I got out of there right in the nick of time. I listened to the whisper that I felt like God had sent me. And um, he rewarded me. When I left, I was blessed to acquire a new machinery, you know? So I was like, man. So I had the machinery for three months. I had worked on it because I bought it used, fixed it. And then right when coronavirus hit, it was it was crazy because everybody was struggling. And, they, and then I would have been having to pay rent through that struggle, but I didn't. Um, I ended up preparing myself for whatever the future was by just making sure I kept working and Building the, the my, my vision, which is having a big warehouse or whatever with these machines in it, and um, I got a call from the block, which is 38. But they called me and said, "Man, we over here struggling, the whole community." And um, I did, I, man. I shot over there and I started dropping shirts off at a at a high rate to them. Man, it was uh, I started wholesaling to them, different businesses, and just helping them out. Man, we 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 did numbers, and I let them keep most of the money. Man, I took 20 percent. You know, I, if I sold a shirt to them. Uh for ten dollars, I made five dollars because it took me five to produce it. They were mm-hmm. selling them for whatever they were selling them for $25, 30 and their businesses were blessed and they was able to sustain. So we both were helped out at that time. Um God got a way of showing up, man, when you when you just listen to the whisper. So uh I went down, I came up. It's it's kind of like a roller coaster, man, even right now. But right. I, I'm confident that you know everything gonna be all right.
0: Man, that's dope. They say, man, when God talks to you, it's like a whisper. He whispers so soft, you would think it was a thought. You think right. it was your own thought, but that was no. God telling you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's 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 real, bro. And um, hey, we're gonna backtrack because I know everybody want to know. You know, um, because they want to be entrepreneurs and they want to maybe want to start their business and stuff. So, can you tell me? What was the first machine you bought? Or, yeah, what was the first machine you bought and you, you ain't know what you was doing? And because I want you to share your story to people to inspire them because that's what we're about. We're, we're you're trying to bring, you know what I'm saying, clarity. And we're trying to bring, you know what I'm saying, um, we want to motivate others. You know what I'm saying? We want to motivate others. Somebody might be like, I want to do a T-shirt, but I don't know where to start at. So can you tell me where you started at? <laughs> Well, in the, in the
1: beginning, what happened was uh, I decided to spend some money. It always take you to think of something, have a vision, but then also put your money where your mouth is. And when I buy something, I don't buy what's happening at the current time. I always buy into the future. So I ended up buying a vinyl cutter when nobody was using vinyl cutters for much, for anything more than cutting lettering for jerseys and stuff like that. So if you go to a T-shirt shop, they wasn't using vinyl cutters so like a cricket, a cricket is a vinyl cutter, but this was before cricket came out. So I spent $3,000 on a, a nice Roland GX 24, which is a vinyl cutter. And, yeah. you know, it, it it allowed me to make exclusive pieces. From my perspective, it took time, but the quality, which, which, which was what I was seeking, was on another level. So. That was the first machine I bought. I bought that rolling, didn't know what to do with it, how to do anything with it. And then I also bought a heat press. Of course you need a heat press in order to press on the shirt, right? So I bought that. Um, And I also bought a sublimation printer and ink and I didn't know how to use it. I didn't even know I was buying sublimation ink. I thought I was buying ink that was gonna allow me to put prints on shirts, but you need sublimation shirts, which is white polyester shirts to print the sublimation. And I ended up spending $3,000 on cotton shirts, all colors. So I spent $1,000 on the printer and the ink and $3,000 on shirts that I couldn't print on. And I was just, I was exhausted at that moment, but I didn't quit. Um, But yeah, that was one of the first machines that I bought, man. And I didn't even know how to use them. Um, I didn't know any graphics, software, anything. I really didn't know where I was going with this. I just knew I wasn't going to let my money sit and just, just rot. Money like to work. Money don't, money get bored. So I invested it. And then um, I ended up showing my partner, my friend from, from uh, Chicago, man, Big Bear, shout out to Big Bear. Uh, we went on a trip to Chicago, man. We just was traveling, hanging out. And on that trip, we was having talks about what I had already purchased. And he was like, man, I always wanted to do something like that, get into stuff like that. I showed him the stuff when we got back and he was like, man, let's just open up a store. And we ended up traveling, going to New York City, spending a bunch of money on uh, everything those little shops had, from mixtapes to clothes to shoes, purses, wallets. And we uh, I went and got on, on 38th of Chicago, opened up the shop. But the clothing line aspect and what I was doing for Hater Proof was a separate venture. So I didn't know how to use my equipment. I had made a mistake by buying the wrong shirts. I had to do some learning. And I ended up meeting a guy in Uptown in Minneapolis named Will. White guy, man, you know, I had already talked to a few other brothers, spent money with people, and they was just finessing me, you know, charging me a $100 to do something that take 10 minutes. I wow. paid it. You got to pay your dues. Okay. Um, but once I got with the white guy, which is crazy, he, he pretty much put me on. He showed me how easy stuff was. He showed me the software. He knew a little bit about everything. And uh I brought the machine over to his shop. And was uh what's, what's crazy is he was already running the T-shirt shop, but he was screen printing. And, you know, he had never seen the vinyl cutter before, but he knew all the software on how to use the uh, Adobe Illustrator and those different things that allow you to make graphics. Once you hooked it up to the printer, it cut the material, he saw a whole new opportunity. Um, hmm. And so I went back to my shop, which wasn't that far from him. And I started taking orders and he was like, I'll just knock it out for you, take care of everything for you. And he was doing that for me, but He started using the machine because I gave him permission to do that. We both got busy and I was just like, man, I can't have to call this man up to do my stuff. Then I call him. He's busy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, come and get the machine. So I went over there, picked the machine up um, and started working on with it, learning how to use it in more detail. He picked up a machine that cost double the price of mine right away. Once he started It opened up a door for him, too, and he started making a lot more money because he was able to make a one-off, which is one shirt at a time, um, instead of having to take a big order and go use the whole screen printing process to
0: make that. So we both grew from that point. Hey, that's dope that's dope and um one thing I want to touch on is what you said you know money like to work for itself you know a lot of people like to put their money in the bank and they don't see no interest or they can put it in the penny bank and it's just sitting there you know money is sit there and rot and what you said was money like to work and that is true because you want to make your money is a tool if you put your tool it's in a toolbox and you'll never put them to work man they gonna sit there and rust out so Absolutely. you know and you know, I like what you said. You were like, man, I didn't even know nothing about nothing. But you jumped in on faith. You jumped in and you've been doing it for a couple of years. You opened up a store. You invested your money into your dream. You know, your idea is everything. You know, um, you got an idea in your head. You know, you make it to everything. If you look around, everything is an idea. I tell people everything, you know, like the picture behind me. People are like, oh, man, that's a nice picture. But I made that picture. You know what I'm saying? I just... I just had an idea and I did it. I w- we was locked down and, you know, um, I wrote a couple books. Everything was my idea. Everything is an idea from the water, the bottles, um, the, the chairs. Everything is an idea, man. You share your ideas. So you got an idea. Anybody got an idea, man, invest into it because the only thing about it, you know, 10 people think like you, but only one person act on it. So- right. So
1: an idea... They pop in your brain every day so the, the next step from an idea is a vision as to what you want to do with that idea to me hater proof was a something that god whispered in my ear because it's part of my spirituality and who i am as a person i'm embodied with this it's on my skin you know hater proof is a lifestyle you know when you say you hater proof that means you, you're a positive motivated individual and you're not gonna let nothing stop you you're gonna climb the mountain despite you know, knock it slipping and falling, you're gonna to continue to go. I figure as long as I can open my eyes up in any situation, I'm gonna keep on going. So, you know, I'm that's the energy, man. You know, I, I'm going. I'm and I'm an investor. I consider myself an invest. I don't spend money, I invest it. You know, it makes sense. Like money don't money, money definitely, if, if technically, if you bury money, if you put it into place where uh, it's, it's warm, that stuff will mold on you. People be thinking, oh, I'm, I can save this. I can put this up. No, you can't. You got to work that thing, man. It's, it's And it's not going to be here in your pocket when you're not here. So you better teach somebody else around you and your family, your friends, everybody how to how to work
0: this money, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, that's what has to happen. Yeah, you can't save money like that. You can save money and, you know, you 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 have it for a couple of years. And next you know Everything upgraded, and you still, run, you still run around here with small face hundred dollar bills, and we got big face blue stripes. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want them, man. You pull out them old hundred dollar bills, we gonna think that's monopoly money, man. That's... So you holding on to that money, man, that's not good. You you definitely gotta put it in um in rotation. It's a game of doubles.
1: You got to double it. You got to keep doubling it, keep flipping it, put it on a trampoline. And then all of a sudden you can start reaping some of the benefits and you can spend some for fun and leisure. And that all should be promoting peace for your mindset, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: but definitely having multiple strands of income, uh, putting money in play. Whether it's fast income coming in, whether it's slow, long as it's just not sitting there passive, you know, you got
0: different ways to get it. Yes. And you can spend your money on things you think that um it was a mistake, but you can also learn from your mistake. So is it anything that I know you say you bought a whole bunch of gang of T-shirts and it was the wrong T-shirts. But how many times you think you made a mistake on investing your money into the wrong thing?
1: Quite a bit. That's all part of the game. That's otherwise that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, You know, a lot of times you start investing, which is your most valuable resource, which is your time. You know, one of the mistakes that I made, I think is even bigger than buying stuff, um, was investing my time into other people's visions while mm. I'm in the midst of mine. A lot of companies and a lot of uh, businesses that what they do is they target people that are on a mission to, to get going like in an entrepreneurial setting. Like if you start your business, let's say another company come in and see that you got that drive and they'll try to get you involved with their product tell you it's easy. You just invest a little something and it's, you're not going to have to worry about much because you got a good network. My thing is don't invest in none of that. If you want a mission for your own business, let's go ahead and get that business going really well, perfected. Let's get it to the point where you're not working in the business. You can step out and work on it and then you could probably make an investment into something else that you might be able to do. But I don't recommend spending your time on trying to diversify into another field of business. I think you should stay into yours. And if you do want to invest more, invest it into your learning and invest it into, you know, uh, what you're already into. So I'm a printer, I'm a designer. I'm going to invest into things that's going to make that better. Computers, uh, more uh, technology, uh, you know, better sophisticated situations. I'm not going with a side business. So don't spend your time on trying to help or get involved. Don't let nobody trick you out the game and how you thinking that you can make easy money. I don't believe in that. I no. think we should work hard for what we get um, and then smart. Because once you get started, you bust your butt, uh, you be smart and basically,
0: you know, make it so that the business works for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a lot of people that's that want to, like I said, they want to jump into the business game or the t-shirt industry. And I know you've been doing it for a long time, right? Can you tell me the difference between um, sublimation and vinyl. For sure. Uh, well, sublimation
1: is a product, it's ink, and basically it is. it turns into a gas when uh, you press it at a certain temperature onto polyester. So, the ink prints onto a piece of paper and you take that paper with that full color design on it and then you press that onto polyester and it infuses into the polyester, which allows for it to not have a touch. You don't feel anything. Hmm. When it comes to vinyl, that's considered a material. That's you, you buy that in rolls and in sheets. And you put that inside of a vinyl cutter, which is a cricket or a silhouette or what I said before rolling. And basically that material is cut with a blade into a shape or because it's really shape form. It's not pixels. It's not uh, an image is a shape. And so it cuts that shape out and you uh, you extract the access material, um, kind of like cookie cutting. You know, if you are going to make cookies, you take the star, you pluck it in like that, and then you take the access material out, you can re-ball it up. Um, but in this case, you get rid of the access material and you're left with an image that you put on the shirt. And it's become a phenomenon in this world. Uh, I mean, I had something to do with that, man. I started doing this stuff before anybody was doing it. I looked all over the world and I saw nobody taking the vinyl cutter and making designs out of it. So for a long time, I was making designs for people and it has such an illustrious look. It's vibrant. And so people minds was blown when it first came out. And you know, it was, it was, it was good. But um, yeah, the difference is you got ink and the other one is a material.
0: Okay, so um on that note. Which one is which one is the best, and out of them two, which one is the best and which one is the cheapest? Like if you're trying you know, to invest, do it. It's your first well, time.
1: Everything it depends on your genre, your niche, the the, the direction you're going. You know, both of them services. As... Let me come on in.
0: Yeah, he just um, he said, "Hold on for a minute." I guess you know what I'm saying, but yeah, for all the t-shirt people, man, y'all stay tuned. This my boy right. Dino Invino. You know he and does. So, can you hear me? Yeah.
1: Okay, Mike. Audio, hold on, MG.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, man, he do all over prints. He do vinyl. See. And y'all need to check out his stuff, man. Cause um my man, he really get out. He get down. He really, he really touch bases with people. Do t-shirts for the loved ones that um they lost their lives. And uh he do it for football teams, basketball teams, jerseys. You should should really check him out, man.
1: Hold on, I'm still here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I'm back. You hear me? Yeah, I hear
1: you. All right. So, that was just a client on the way in. I just told him I'm in doing an interview with family on a mission and just come on through. But, um, you said, uh, which one is better? And my thought is yeah. this if you needed to hurry up and make somebody a shirt, um, you can make it with either one. Um, you're going to get a more a lustrous look with vinyl because you can use different material. It gives you the diversity to play with, like, for instance, a puff material or uh, a felt feel. You could do glitter, which I call ice. And when you do that, it's like it's popping. Now, what you do have when you do it with sublimation is full color opportunities because this got to be cut one color at a time, one layer at a time. But, you know, it looks good. The other one, let's just say your design is that picture behind you. Don't nobody want to sit there and cut one, two, three, four, five colors when they can just simply take it, print it out, and put it on the shirt, it's gonna show up and it's gonna look good, but it's not gonna have that that other that other feel. So both of them is good. Um, if you're running the business, you need to me, you need both of them. You, you know, you need two different, you don't need you don't need sublimation, but you can because you can use transfer paper. But I would probably do sublimation with vinyl if I was starting out for sure.
0: Hmm. Yes. Uh... Hey man, because you know I be trying to tell people, I was just trying to tell them when you was you know what I'm saying, talking on the line, but um man, you ain't got no product that you can show us real quick, like a um t-shirt, or you just you just at work, you know what I'm saying, doing your I thing. Mean, I, 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 I definitely
1: know. got products I can show you, man. Um because what we doing now, we're doing wide format printing, and what we're doing is um doing all over print shirts, man. That's what we're doing. Uh, let me go get one real quick.
0: All right. Yeah, we, my boy, we were my boy Dino Bambino. Boy, that was quick. Okay.
1: Woo! Wee! See what I'm talking about? I designed this. It's the Black Betty boot,
0: man. Damn, that's dope.
1: And so, this is sublimation. This was printed inside the fabric because of that gas process I was describing. So, with that being said, you know we doing we got a big press machine now, so that machine covers the whole shirt, you mm. know. So that's that's the new that's you, you've seen it a lot, but I was I was right there at the at the precipice in the beginning, uh, when it all started. Mm. And so we focus on that. Here's a hat that's made out of vinyl. Okay, this is digitally printed vinyl though, because instead of having to cut each color out, I got a printer that prints and cuts. Hmm. so this is the I next word in regards to this different type of rich man we don't chase money we chase our dreams and money chase us man this man. way <laughs> that's the yeah. mission so um of course everybody already know about vinyl um transfer paper that's pretty much you know they do the box shirts you don't cut so this one particularly it cuts stuff out um yeah those are those are two new things that that we're doing I and mean, we're still doing a lot of the other stuff that we're doing, also.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's what's up. And how long you been doing this? Eleven years. Eleven years. Eleven years nonstop, boy. I feel you, man. That's that's crazy, man. You know, um. Yeah, a lot of people want to do. They want to do shirts, and they want to do hats, and they want to do all these things, and you know they. They 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 want it but they don't want to make it. You know what I'm saying? I heard people sound man, I'm going to China, I'm going over here, I'm doing that. But I don't know too much about China because I ain't been to China. I don't know what they got going on. But I've been to your spot and I seen the way you work. I I seen how quick you is. I see the you know what I'm saying, how you come in. I seen you had the studio. Man, you was doing you was doing you had your hands in a lot. You had so much going on. I was like, man, this dude is like he going he going nuts you know what i'm saying so yeah you definitely inspired me and you know what i'm saying it was one time I, I like i said like you said man i ain't know nothing about nothing man i got all kind of machines and everything over my house and i'm like boy, i'm looking like a little young dino around here man <laughs> i still don't know what i'm doing but you know what i ain't gonna let it slow me down so because i i like creative things. I like art. I like, I like making stuff, you know what I'm saying? I like, I like ideas and, you know what I'm saying? I believe in that, that ideas uh, make you some money, you know what I'm saying? But you just can't be scared to do it. So, you know what I'm saying? I was a little scared, but I still put my money into it. And, um, you know, if, if you invest into a dream, you don't get your, you don't get that instant gratification, it's going to take you some time. You might, before you invest in your business, it might take about two or three years before you see something. So how long did you, and I know you quickly invested big money because you're talking about thousands, but how long did it take for you to see some money come back?
1: Okay, that's a good question. Um, Man, I initially invested $10,000. I mm. spent $10,000 on machines, clothes, printers, presses, and, you know, uh, within three months, me and my partner had talked about the business thing uh, and we started investing into that. So I spent another 20,000, you know, with him into the shop cause we had to pay rent. We had to go out of town with cash. So, I mean, I took all the money I had all my savings and spent it all, man. And then um, when we got into the shop, we did okay. We was making $500 a day, which really wasn't a lot of money, you know? Um, and then with the way that the, the the, the the margins were set up with the stuff that we bought, there wasn't really a lot of margins for us to make no money because, you know, you can you buy a pair of uh, gym shoes for 25 and you sell them for 50. That's not a lot of room. So um I didn't really start making no money until my partner went and started another business and I had to take over the business by myself. Um We was buying and selling. That's how I was looking at it. And, you know, I had actually tried to register Hater Proof as a business and try to do a clothing line. And then, uh, cause I was just going to do a clothing line at first, mm-hmm. but I paid a lawyer to, to register my business. And I told him, God sent me this, man. I know it's good to go, hater proof. Hate. He was like, you sure? I was like, yeah. Well, when I gave him the money, he sent it through the, uh, you know, through the federal registry to make sure that the name was good. And somebody else had hater proof in another state, but it wasn't spelt like mine. And I was under the impression that that meant something. And he was like, it's too close to likeness. These people can ultimately sue you and come after your money. And I was like, yeah. really? So oh. that kind of broke my dream at that time, man. It took me a year to recover from that. So I sat there and I stared at the, the, the stuff I was buying because I was still buying and selling. And I was like, well, you know what? If I can't have a clothing line, then the, the one I won't, then I'm going to give clothing line level quality to the public. And that's when I came up with HAP Customs, Haterproof Customs. And I started customizing for people. And, and that's when I started making money. When I changed wow. up, uh, you know, I was going through the process, didn't know what to do. I sat there many days and nights trying to figure it out. And then I just came up with another 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 vision. And, bam, that's when it became lucrative.
0: Man, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, so two years. Yeah, for about two years. I mean,
1: making money, when I talk about property, maintenance, yeah, I mean, I was paying bills at first. You know, but it was no, you know, I wasn't making no money where I could do nothing. I couldn't save nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't invest into nothing new too much. I mean, it was basic. I had to hustle. I had to sell mixtapes and, you know, it was a bunch of hustling going on. As you know, it, my hands was in everything. I had the studio. I had, you know, I was doing, I was trying my best to stay afloat until I had that one niche that I can find. And it became customizing for the public, man. And that's when it took off.
0: Man, you know, and, um, all right, so we you know what I'm saying we're halfway through through this interview, you know what I'm saying? We're at the 30-minute mark. So I got some questions I want to ask you. You know, we're gonna take it back a little bit. You know, a lot of people see that you invested, you know what I'm saying? When you start talking numbers, you scare people, you know, like 10,000, 20,000 People like, yo, I ain't even got a thousand. Nigga, what you talking about? So, you know, I want people, I want, I want you to tell people your backstory, like where you grew up at and how was it when you grew up. You know what I'm saying? Was it good, bad? Was it in poverty? Would you? Did you grow up with a mother with a silver spoon in your mouth? Was your parents good? Oh, you know what I'm saying? What's your backstory? I grew up in the wild,
1: Hunters, man, in Chicago, same place that you're from, 105th and Wentworth, um, Poverty, living in a, a home filled with people. You know, my grandma, my grandfather, my mama. You know, my stepfather, daddy wasn't in the home. Uh, cousins. You know, roaches, rats, all that. You know what I mean? It was tough. Gang banging. Um, that was that was it, you know. And so I just had a, my mindset has always been the same though. You know, I always been hustling, I always had a job, I always made a way. Um, you know, found did something. I cut grass. If I wasn't cutting, I'm was cutting hair. If I'm cleaning up somebody's yard, I clean your basement out. I had to get out and get something at an early age. So I've been on a mission for a long time. Um, And then, you know, I sold drugs. I was in the street. Inevitable uh, situations occur in Chicago where, you know, man, this is a way of life. My mom taught me to to hustle, you know, and I was like, man, you know, this ain't really who I am. So um, I did that for five years of my life, man, from the age of 15 to 20. Um, Thank God I never caught a case that stuck and I was able to graduate. And that's what I talk about, man. I tell people, man, you got to, you know, when you hustling. You do you? Is that where you at? You stuck? Are you serious, or you just using this as a stepping stone? I don't care what you're doing. I can never knock your hustle, pipping, playing, hustle, whatever you selling, doing. I'm never gonna knock it. But I just tell people to have a graduation point, especially when you know it ain't right. If it ain't good, you know. So, you know, I decided to uh, go to college, man. At 20, I came up here hustling, you know. But that really wasn't where my heart was, and so. I was good at basketball. Cast was like, you should go try out for the team. That was some inspiration that I had. I was inspired to go to school and play ball. I walked in, walked on, and allowed me to get with the, a new group of guys. That was big, changing my environment and being around other positive people or people that's doing something uh, in life. It opened up my mind. I was like, okay, I got away from the street, right from the block. Because a lot of guys was trying to pull me in based upon miserable circumstances. Misery mm. loves company is what you learn as you get older mm. or, you know, develop. And man, I, I just basically put myself in a new environment and I was able to be okay with not having uh, all this fancy fake stuff. I never really made it in the yeah, dope yeah. game, not, I never got nothing, so I only received things when I worked hard, man. And so it all made sense to just keep on grinding. And, um,
0: you know, at, at a young
1: age, man, I, I went to college, did that, and I, I was flourishing in school, man. I stayed in school to finish the degree. After basketball was over, it took five years to get a two-year degree, man. Mm. You know, all of the other hoopers, um, my partners, they left after the seasons was over, and I just stuck it out, man, because I knew I had nothing else to go back to. So I learned as much as I could, uh, learned to build some relationships with people, and man, uh, ended up getting plugged in with a job uh, through a friend. Being a good person, building positive, good relationships is, in, is important, don't just treat people bad. If I see a janitor or an elevator operator, I give them respect. I say their name because you never know who it is that can help you. So uh I got put on at a job. I mean, you know, somebody put me on at a little job um in the beginning. I wasn't making no real money, but it was just something that allowed me to see more. And, you know, I worked at Deluxe Corporation. Uh And, you know, basically that didn't work out for me because they was running in a certain kind of way. They was doing some things they shouldn't have been doing. And I think they fixed that at this point, you know, um, when it comes to to just prejudiceness, you know, long story short, uh, I graduated from that and ended up getting a job at Comcast. And it's all about relationships, man. I had another relationship with somebody else, but I also put in the work before I got the job. I got up every morning. Like I had a job, I Mm. dressed up, I showed up at the urban league. I filled out applications. I mean, I just, it wasn't no denying me. The opportunity, because I created them, right. so it was the grind for me, man. It was the grind, persistence, and so I ended up getting that job at Comcast, and that was one of them jobs that was 100 commission. You know, you got to work, you got to, and it actually became something that uh that 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 I I respect the most. I'm like I I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, and I was able to do that because I hustled. I hustled when when I was asleep. You know, I put my flyers everywhere. I was talking to everybody. Wore the uniform at the grocery store. Up and down the street, everywhere I went, I was in that uniform trying to sell the service. So I I blew up in that that area, and that's how I got the money to invest into my business. It wasn't Mm -hmm. nothing from the street. That never worked for me, man. It was my grind. So Mm -hmm. I took that Comcast money, and I was able to invest it into something else. I was working there while I was doing this.
0: Man, that's what's up, man. I like what you said. You said, man, I was okay, man. I was thinking in my head, like, man, I am okay with being okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, and, and you write on that, you know, um, I tell my kids all the time, it's about, the people that you meet, cause you never know who you're going to meet. That's going to change your life, but you ain't going to meet no damn body stuck in the room. So you better get your ass out and move around. You know what I'm saying? Shake some hands, meet a friend, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then I you know what I'm saying back onto the, you know what I'm saying? The property, the, the hustling, what is something that you seen when you were hustling some, a, a story dot something that you seen, you say, bro, this shit ain't for me.
1: Well, you know, the, the hardest thing for me, man, was uh rocking with people that was tough. Uh you know, well, I would say willing to do anything, right? They'll 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 stab, shoot, uh, they'll 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 do whatever they gotta do. And you respect that because it, it, it's like, dang, that's dangerous. But then, right. you know, befriending them and being cool with them and then having those same people turn on you, man. That for me was a sign that It wasn't for me because I'm if I'm in, I'm in. If I'm down, I'm down. But when you supposed to be the king or the leader of this stuff and you ain't real and you and you fleecing and finessing, your team, I realize the game is is is, is an evil game, is scheduled for them to do that. And then uh, a guy told me, he said, Hey, this ain't for you. And and basically, man, we 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 lions, man. We we killing is killing be killed in here. Your friend, your anybody will tell on you, people telling on you. People robbing you. I got done real bad because I had a good heart, man. I was a good guy. I wasn't one of the bad guys. I never joined the gang. Nah, that wasn't for me. I was yeah. just I wanted to in on the paper. You right. know what I'm saying? And I, I trusted some people that uh they just couldn't help themselves with how they were. And you know, they had to go their way and I had to go mine. You know, yeah. it was just yeah. one of those things where I had to grow from that. Man, I had to make decisions. A lot of times in my life, I had to look at people. Heart and a spirit, and decide. You know what? Same for me. I can't rock with this. I these ain't good people. So, you know, I think that whole idea of hustling it do turn you into a monster. I was, a, I was, I was a little bit more. You know, I would say I was focused in a different area. I almost thought people were up to no good all the time because that's what mm. I was trained on. But that wasn't the case, man. There's some good people in the world. There's some honest people, Um and that's people that you can trust out here. Yeah. So. It's just the game, man.
0: It was it, it just it was a cold, dirty thing, you know, the environment. Yeah, that's dope, man. So at the age you're at right now, if you can talk to your 16-year-old self, what would you tell him? Um, my 16-year-old
1: self, I got a 16-year-old son, man. I tell him stuff all the time. Uh, be I would tell my myself to be mission-based, man. To to grind as if your window is, is going to close. You got to believe in the process of of, of practice. You got to train and practice, man. And you should start that early because you're not getting out of it. Nobody is. Uh, if you look around, everybody that's doing something had to train, had to practice. I don't care what your race is. You have to get on a disciplinary mission. You have to get up early and go to bed late. Um, to, yeah. I would say, try everything try a little bit of everything so you can discover where your heart is and your passion is, because that's what you should put your time and energy and your money into not into what you believe is going to make you some money. You're a fool. If you chase money,
0: uh-huh. anybody
1: that ever chased money don't have none. Right. Uh-huh. i chased the dream. I chase what I love. I love to create. I've been a creator. I've been, uh, I made stuff when I was little, um, you know, I did go-karts. I did basketball Rams. I did, clubhouses. I mean, I cut hair. I mean, you know, coming from Chicago, man, your hustle has to be Russell. And, you know, I was doing a little bit of everything, man. I can make anything. And even to me, I was saying printing clothes. And to me, it had a, 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 there was some feminism inside of that. Like, man, I'm I'm decorating clothes for dudes and what, hey, man, it is what it is, man. You got to be, I like to be creative and I know who I am. So I ain't worried about what people think. And that also brought me a lot of business, being able to perform for people at a high level, make them look fly without having that spirit of, dang, in my head, they're going to look, I, man, I try to, I give my best to everybody I work for. I don't care who it is. Uh, that's the plan. The plan is to to, to treat it as if I'm going to try to make the best shirt or design in my life every time. So um, I would tell them to, to try it all, man, so you can find out what you like. Because the, the worst thing you want to do is to go after making shirts because you want to make some money. You don't mm. make shirts to make money, no. Right. You get after your
0: dream, and the money gonna come with it. Mm. Different type of rich, right? That's different kind of rich, and man, that's that's totally true, man. And you know, from Chicago, you know, I'm from Chicago. I'm from the yeah, I'm from the Wild Hundreds, and you know, I had my hands in everything. I did man, from videos to movies to raps to sh- shirts. to di- I did everything. And, you know, people used to always say um, um, a jack of all trades, but a master of one. But it's really a jack of all trades is better than the master of one. Because if you're a master of one, if you're just a master cook, that's all you know how to do is cook. You don't know how to change your flat. You don't know how to cut no hair. You don't do how to do nothing. So, you know, they put that in our head, a jack of all trades and a master of one. You know what I'm saying? You No, you don't supposed to just master one. You're supposed to master and conquer everything around you. And you, like you said, you got to follow your dream, man. You got to follow your dream and don't chase the money, man. Because you following your dream, that's a different kind of rich. That's a different type of rich. You know what I'm saying? Because, hell, I can make a shirt and maybe I don't sell it but guess what I can put that motherfucker on and look good in it Factory. you know that, that was my creativity i can do that you know what i'm saying other people are like i don't know how to do that you know what i'm saying so yeah so the kids is out here that want to um man to get chase your dream and don't follow the followers man cuz you know when you run with a group of people man y'all on the same frequency y'all thinking the same y'all just want to smoke drink and do whatever hell y'all want to do, you know. what I'm saying you're not thinking with your own mind, bro. You got to step out that that comfort zone and think by yourself and think for yourself, and don't let nobody else think for you because they're gonna steer you the wrong way. You know. Well, what I'm
1: most of the time, uh, when when kids are coming together, the, they're their peers, man, and you know you have that commonality with them. You in the same group in the same time, y'all going through the same experiences, and that's what they call peer pressure when you start following other kids. To me, that don't make sense. You might as well lead, but I do get it early on. I followed things that interested me. I followed, when people were, were risk takers, do anything, I wasn't like that. So I would be like, wow, you're you doing stuff that I wouldn't do. I followed that, but it hurt me. I got shot when I was 16 by uh. a cousin because it just wasn't for me. I'm in the wrong lane. Following dudes, being nosy, tippy to. It wasn't smart so you know i had to get up off that man it just i had to be the leader and when you become that you you grow powerful man as long as it's righteous man it'll, it'll continue to grow you know i tell my son not to follow dudes but i get it if he do uh i'm just gonna continue to tell him so that he can eventually learn make bump his head make his mistakes and get back to where he's actually leading his own life you mm. know what i'm saying
0: so um uh, what kind of advice can you tell to the young dudes, you know, to, to, just to raise a vibration, just to be like, you know what, he right, bro. I could do it.
1: Well, my thoughts is this, man. You got to have confidence, man.
0: It starts within. You know,
1: to gain confidence, you got to you gotta practice something off the grid. If you hustling every day, you're doing this, you're doing that, you might want to pull up on a book. And, and, and in these days and times, reading doesn't even necessarily consist of Actually, having a hard copy, you can listen to your books nowadays, man. Hmm. That's the benefit of technology. So, I got Audible, man. I'm reading books regularly through my ears. Getting information and applying it is, is, is critical. So, you know, to sit around and say what you can't do, what ain't gonna happen is you're killing yourself, you're killing your vibe, you're killing your visions, your dreams. You have to believe in yourself, man, have some confidence. And to gain it, you got to try stuff and practice and don't give up, man. You know, uh, everything is possible. Not anything. Everything is possible. That's what it's all about for me, man. People got to think that they can do stuff, man. So um, as far as money goes and all that stuff, there's free money out here. You don't even have to have cash or capital. You can literally work hard at fixing your, fixing your credit. Fixing you can your build credit. your credit and you can use other people's money in a lot of cases. With technology, man, you can get on YouTube and learn anything. Mm. Get on you, know, take one step at a time. If I had to start right now from scratch, I would fix. I would start on my credit. It don't take no money for real. I mean, what five hundred dollars? Get a job and fix your credit, build that up, and once you do, you're able to borrow money against that. They'll loan you money to to, to shoot your shot. You can get grants. It's loans. I mean. There's money out here to be made, but you definitely need to take that money and put it towards your vision and your dream, whatever that may be. And you got to dig deep for that. You got to figure it out. But the only way to do that is to try stuff. If you think you like art, then get it, get it going. If you if you know you like the drive, then look at the CDL stuff. Whatever you need to do, and don't stop. Continue to think about ways you can apply your 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 vision uh, to different areas that you can build from, like to make you some money, man. Get you some money and reinvest it. Keep spending it back into making more.
0: Mm. Yeah, making it flip. So you're saying that, you know, you listen to books, audio books. I listen to audio books too a lot because, you know, growing up, it was a struggle for us kids that was in Chicago. You know, it wasn't, I don't, I I, I hate to say that we didn't know how to read. I think we, nobody never find the time to spend with us to teach us how to read. So I wouldn't say that we ain't know how to read because I used to say that, but that's not true because shit, I got, I got three books. I wrote my own. So, you know what I'm saying? And, but nobody never put a book in front of me. Nobody never told me that a book can, um, it can open your, your mind up in so many places, man. You know, you can read certain books and you be in different areas and you ain't even left the house. So on that note, what is a book that you read that made you say, that's dope? And I'm it changed it. your mindset. A mindset changing book
1: is the 12 week year. That book right there I'm reading it a second time, is one that will make you uh, consolidate a year into uh, 12 weeks, man. It'll give your, your mindset a different mission. Um, what happens is, it's all about what you tell yourself. If you jump into the, to the world with everybody else and just grind it out for the year, and then at the end of the year, you're gonna grind it out so you can get this bonus, you know, that's cool. But if you tell yourself you got 12 weeks and every day is a week, and you got so now your mind switches you know what I'm saying and now you you you're you're moving at a at a higher level mm. that's how people get ahead why not grind it out get ahead and then come back in time and th- make decisions in a different financial state if you grind like that your money gonna follow you it's impossible for you to just sit here and keep on doing something repeatedly that works but you're doing it at a higher level than everybody else and you sustain the same money no Mm. You're gonna figure stuff out. You're gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna blow. So I like that book, man. It's a must-read for anybody who uh is, is, is who's, who's comfortable. I mean, the biggest challenge is comfort. Everybody gets comfortable, comfortable. Oh, I make a hundred thousand, I make this. Man, to me, I'm like, if you make a hundred thousand and you ain't doing nothing, then what'll happen if you actually start doing something? Or better yet, there's other parts of you that. Can, you can multiply that. Then you're really a million-dollar person stuck in a hundred-thousand-dollar person's body. Or mm. if you work at McDonald's uh and you're running it and you're talking trash, man, I run this thing in my sleep. I don't, no, don't look, man. Grind it out at every job you go to, and and just project yourself into a new position. Everything is possible, man. You can you can be a manager at McDonald's, but then turn around and go get a get be a vice president at John Deere. I'm just making up, you know, anybody you can go, you just gotta believe it. And then, you know, do, follow the steps that you need to get there, man. And in most cases, if you grinding every day, you're gonna get it. Yeah. yeah, you got one life to live, man. What are you gonna do to maximize everything that you have in that great life you got,
0: mm. you know? Yeah, I tell people all the time, you know, um they like, man, I got this and I got that. And I got, I say, you know what, man? I kinda realized that ain't nobody gonna when you pass on, ain't nobody gonna remember the car you drive, ain't nobody remember the shoes you wear, or the girl you had, or none of that. They gon' they gonna they gonna remember you as how you treated them and how you treated others and how you treated yourself. Facts. How many people you helped? And how many people you helped. That's a you big yeah. because People just be like, oh, I got this. I'm nice, boy. I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm fly. And then you dead and you on, you on a T-shirt. And now they come to Dino. Thompson. Won't you print my homie up. You know what I'm saying? And to, you know what I'm saying? And that's it. And it's like, no, bro. No, bro. No, we got to do, we got to set memories, bro. We got to, we got to be bigger than that. We got to be bigger than material things. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah.
1: Memories is the only thing that lasts forever, man.
0: That's the only thing. So you got to
1: create great ones, man. You know, um, and helping people is really the mission. You know, as you said, family on a mission. I mean, I'm, my goal in business is to help other businesses. If you want to start a business, if you're an entrepreneur, I got my whole setup now. It was shirts, but now is I do banners, I do stickers, decals, signs, I consult, business cards, whatever you need. Of course, I can design it for you, but I also got enough experience to help you to understand where you're at. And what we need to do to get you to where you want to go? go.
0: Mm. So for the people, you know, what I'm saying we are already almost at an hour, and I know you're busy, man. And you know, I I, I was stalking you down to get on the show, man, because you're like, man, I'm busy. <laughs> Every time I call, man, I'm paying money. I'm in the shop. Every time I call you, like I'm in the kitchen cooking. And I'm like, man, this dude, man, you ain't gonna be able to do the show, man. But you did. You showed up and you showed out. Yes, so, sir. Um, is it any like you have a website or is somebody can get in touch with you if they want to get a banner, a t-shirt, or a hat or anything? Or man, I'm on Facebook.
1: From. My website
0: is up; it got information on there, but it's not done. I'm doing it myself
1: because I want a total control, whatever. But I'm on Facebook, man. You can go; you could all you got to do is Google H the number eight P Customs, HAP Customs, and my information is all over the internet, um, and, and Facebook, HAP Customs. You reach out; you hit that up. I'm Dino Bambino, D-E-Y-N-O, B-A-M-B-I-N-O. And man, we can we can rock. I can you sell you one of these, hook you up, and you can start feeling the vibe. We hate hey, a proof and just, you know, we can do business. I can help from, you know, from business cards, logos, designs, T-shirts, whatever. I can help you design your whole outfit, meaning, you, you know, your life.
0: Yeah and man, I'm I'm man, I um uh, you still hear me? Yeah, man, I know you are doing big things, man. The other day you called me. It was uh you know, I get up at five in the morning, so you know what I'm saying. You call me when I got up and I was reading my audio book and I was like, Man, checking out. I said, Damn, Dino called me early as hell, man. You and in, in the I see I see a sky blue outside with the palm trees. You out to doing? I said, Man, where you at, boy? You was in uh I don't know where you was at, where you was at Puerto Trinidad? Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. man, I say, man, you know what, man? You inspired me, man, in so many ways, bro. And I just want to get your flowers now and tell you, man, bro, I love you, bro. I like what you're doing, man. I like what you're doing with your family. You know what I'm saying? I know you on a personal level, so, you know what I'm saying? Hey. I'm going to walk you guys. back
1: here. They back here, man. The kids is here Saturday. And basically, you know, here's the warehouse. I mean, you know, my son a little wild, but hey, my daughter's over here putting together the embroidery machine, getting this up and running. Tiani, hi.
0: Dion is back here, fresh Dion, off of the what workout. Up, bro? Mr. Friend. Mr. Hundred push-ups at seven years old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, man, I just got them. That's my life, man. I wanted you to see that because you know, if you ain't doing that, what you doing? If you ain't inspiring the next generation, your family or your friends. Then you pretty much, you on know, some selfish stuff, man, and that's something I'm not on. I'm on sharing, man. That's why, you know, I'm I'm here for you. I'm here for anybody that's trying to get on, and I can make it easy. I mean, I mean, I know I did what I did, but I can kick this off all over again for peanuts, man. I, I now I know. I mean, I I snatch up a cricket machine and a Chinese press machine and, and, and a little printer and, and some paper, and man, we gone. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah that's, I that's, it, it's nothing, man. That's what's up, man. I love what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? You got your family working, man. I know it ain't easy, but you know what? Somebody got to do it, man. You a single father, man. I wish I had a, just a father, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was just um showing me that, I mean, everybody got a father, but I'm talking about that showing me some real shit, you know what I'm saying? Not no street shit trying to keep me out the way, you know what I'm saying? And for them young boys, I know it's hard. Because you know what I'm saying, we we want to do what we want to do, we want to hang out with our friends. We don't see your vision at a young age, but eventually we will, you know what I'm saying. And um, I, that's why I want you on the Family on the Mission podcast because you and your family have been on the mission since the beginning. I remember when I was when I first met your kids, they was little peanuts, man. They were little, <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying, and now they're big and grown, they're growing mustache and shit. right, crazy. And I, I'm just like. Man, I, I see it grow, bro, and I appreciate you, bro, and I Boy, love you, man, to have you back again so we can chop it up, you know what I'm saying? But I know, yeah, we about an hour now, and I know you've been busy, man. You got you got people ringing your line, coming in doors and shit, so you know, so I ain't going to hold you hostage no more, and I appreciate you coming on, man. Anything else you want to say before we leave out this joint?
1: Uh, man, I just want you to know you also inspire. You've been doing what you've been doing for a long time. You, you're really good at art and creativity. And so our friendship has been great for me as well, man. That's why I came on here. This is my first interview podcast that I've ever done. And I thought that you deserve that. Um, you know, I'm a private dude, man. I don't be on this type of thing. But I said, Monty, that's my man. If you ask, you shall receive. So it's,
0: it's 100 over here too all day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I appreciate that. Hey, you remember when we first met? What I say to you?
1: You said, man, we going to be best friends, man. <laughs> man, how many <laughs> years was that? Oh, man, it was over 10 years ago, money.
0: Man, you know, because, you know, I keep my word, man, because I'm a true believer. If you got a friend, man, you have a friend forever, man, you keep it 100 with them. And that's what it is, G. Yes, sir. Well, I'm I diving man. with that. Yeah, this your boy Monty G, and y'all just witnessed the family on the mission podcast with your boy Dino the Bambino. I can't say that, man. I gotta say Dino Bambino. Because hey, all- hey, Money,
1: you did that song, man. You know, and uh what? that was grandiose, man. He did the HAP, he did, he made the
0: HAP anthem song, man. We we rocked that, man. So oh, Dino man, the Bambino, own- Dino Bambino is all the same. Hey, on the real, because you know, man, anything you want, you can put it on a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I still be bumping that, man. You know what? I, man, I, I should have had it in the beginning of the podcast, man.
1: It you ain't know? never going nowhere, man. I'm a, that's, gonna, that's it.
0: Yeah, man. Man, it was much love, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this your boy, Monty G, Dino Bambino, you know what I'm saying, with the Fan Mission Podcast, and we out, G-Staff. H-A-P, give me the slap. 200. Oh, well, Rohan, Rohan, Go ahead, go ahead, do it again. Wait, I, don't, I don't know my camera messed up. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you already know what it is. All right, my boy. What? That was my boy, Dino Babino. Man, I'm talking about a true friend. I'm an entrepreneur. He do t-shirts and everything, man. Like he said, he keep it slow. And he just he he real quiet and he just lay low and play low man, but he get that dope. Remember that. Stay focused and follow your dream.